Hey friends, before we get started, I want to make you aware that Brave Rider is having its two biggest sales of the year, Black Friday weekend and Cyber Monday. The offer for Black Friday is a buy two, get one free deal for our literature singles. What's a literature single, you ask? Let me tell you. We offer a program where you can purchase a month long handbook that pairs a beautiful novel with instruction in grammar, spelling, punctuation, literary devices, and even reading comprehension questions. We also throw in party ideas so that you can celebrate the book at the end of this great journey together. When you buy, let's say, a literature guide for The Hobbit and maybe one for Anne of Green Gables, you'll get something like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for free. Go check that out. We've got it in the show notes. Go to our literature singles page and have a field day. That will last from Friday through Sunday evening. Our second sale this weekend is on Cyber Monday. For 24 hours only, you can take 28% off anything else in the Brave Writers store. So that means growing Brave Writers or help for high school or any of our bundles or a year-long subscription to the dart or the quill or the arrow. Simply go to the store itself and you will see the discount code. Here's the kicker. If you'd like an even better discount, more than 28%, sign up for our text messaging service. You will find a link in the show notes. It works for every country in the world. All you have to do is enter your phone number. We'll send you that code on Monday and you'll be able to shop to your heart's delight. And now let's get started with this episode of the podcast. Hello, friend. Sometimes, in our eagerness to see our children become independent, we leave them to their interests. We see them happily listening to their favorite musical artists over and over again. We notice them reading an entire series on the universe and star systems. We watch as they perfect a trick in gymnastics or a move in lacrosse. Or we try not to be disturbed by how enthusiastically they play an online game. Sometimes their hobbies and interests create pride in us. For instance, I've never met anyone who would be ashamed to see their child mastering chess and entering tournaments or practicing violin four to five hours a day. Kids who learn other languages with Rosetta Stone on their own because they want to cause parents to brag about them. Parents are regularly proud of kids whose favorite subject is math or the history of warfare. They love it when their kids show prowess in what I call prestige interests. Other times, though, our kids get obsessed. That's that negative word we like to use for their passions with stuff that makes us cringe. Do any of these make you cringe? Role-playing games, online video games, fashion, makeup, coloring books, a popular TV series or book series read over and over again, electric guitar, learning Klingon, decorating a bedroom, rap, talking online to friends all hours of the day and night coding new versions of computer games, learning all the statistics of a favorite baseball team. 
It's easy to put a child's interests into containers, the good interest box and the bad interest box. When you do that, your face changes when you talk to your child. You light up when your daughter tells you she's learned to play the difficult passage in the concerto, but cringe a little when your son tells you he finally beat a level in Halo after hours of playing. Your response to how your children express their interests generates trust or creates distance between you and your child. For a moment, suspend judgment and think about what your child is learning about learning. We call this going meta. The meta level of reflection works like this. To have a meta conversation means you are now talking about talking. To discover the meta theory means you are developing a theory to discuss theory. Applied to the idea of learning then, the meta layer of learning is examining how learning is happening, not what is being learned. So it's like this. You get up on a high perch above your child and your child's interests, looking down at the signs and symptoms of learning rather than the content of what is being learned, what he or she is studying or playing. When you do this, you begin to see the features are similar, whether studying violin or how to blow away your opponent on a screen. Certainly, the skills are different, and we can argue some other time about which one is more difficult, but here's what you might observe in the process of learning. Deep immersion, an expanded vocabulary in that field or subject matter. Complex sorting of information. Discovery of how to apply what one knows to how one practices. Sustained interest that leads to achievements when challenges arise. Curiosity about tangential skills and facts related to the original field. Sometimes breakthrough insights about the nature of the field itself and a sense of prowess and power that comes from expertise and evolving skill. And last one, mastery. An awareness that this area of interest is now under the learner's control and that there is unlimited possibility within that sphere. All of these can be gained in any subject area. When we're tempted to dismiss a child's passions, we may be short-circuiting their development as learners. In other words, what matters more than the specific field is the child's development as a skilled autodidact, a self-directed learner. The skill of learning transfers to any field of endeavor, but it can't transfer if a person has never experienced the way passionate interest generates sustained growth and commitment to overcome challenges. These are the tools of learning that create lifelong learners. And isn't that the sort we all say we want? To facilitate this growth then, it helps if you wade into the waters with your child. You don't have to become an expert at World of Warcraft or episodes of Doctor Who or even how to play chess or violin. What you need to be is curious about how your children see the world when immersed in their field of interest. 
So for instance, you would want to find out if they are good yet, as far as they can tell, and what getting good looks like and how they measure themselves. You might want to understand what compels their interest. How did they get hooked on this passion and why? You want to know who the community is that is invested in this world. And if at all possible, you want to value it, the people who make up the world that your child is so curious about. Our world, our globe, is a huge place with so much to explore. It's not surprising that our kids might find passions in places we never thought to look. Become a part of that conversation. Hold back judgment. Go meta and look at the skills that are related to being a learner and then validate those, at least to yourself, maybe especially to yourself. Your kids already know that they are learning. It's just that you need to know that too. You also may find out that that world that is so absorbing to them really is as fascinating as they say it is. What a gift to our kids when we can genuinely say about their prowess, I'm so proud of you and mean it. Warmly, Julie, that's me. Thanks for tuning in today. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to leave a review. You can leave stars or words, whatever your choice is. If you've already left a review, thank you so much. You never know, Natalie might read yours one of these weeks. The truth is I love podcasting and I couldn't do it without you. I'd love your ideas for the next topics you'd like me to discuss on the show. To let us know, reach out to us via our SMS or texting number. That number is 1-833-947-3684. I know that's a mouthful. Don't worry. It's in the show notes. Simply text the word POD to be added to the podcast group, and then just text us any ideas you have for future shows. We're already building a beautiful Excel spreadsheet with all your ideas. Hi, listeners. I'm Natalie from the Brave Writer team, and I've got another five-star review to share with you. Today's comes from Pearl McAllister. Earlier today, I was introducing some math curriculum options to my nine-year-old for this upcoming school year, and she wasn't very interested in any of them. So I asked her what she did want, and she said she just wanted me to teach her. She didn't want to follow a book or online program. In the moment, I swallowed my pride and explained, I am not all-knowing and thus felt like I needed the curriculum to act as a guide. Plus, I was hoping that she would like the curriculum enough to do some independent study. So I was feeling stumped. After putting kids to bed tonight, I turned on the Brave Writer podcast and listened to Out of the Classroom, brave schooling. While listening, I had an aha moment. The idea of brave schooling finally clicked and I realized that I had been viewing curriculum backwards as the means to an end instead as a tool to assist on our journey as needed. This whole episode was excellent and got me even more excited to join the Brave Writer community as a new brave schooling family this fall. 
Thanks, Pearl. Today's episode was produced by Nova Media with support from team members Jeanette Hall and Natalie Miele. I'm Julie Bogart, author of The Brave Learner and Raising Critical Thinkers. I'm also the founder of BraveWriter.com, an innovative approach to writing instruction. You've been listening to The Brave Writer Podcast. Until next time, keep going. Think well. I'm rooting for you. Thank you.